Hey guys, welcome to Content Candy's newest show, Why Are We Like This? with myself and Adam Collins. Please check us out wherever you can find podcasts, which I think is like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, what have you. And make sure to check out Patreon, patreon.com backslash video drew and enjoy the show. My name is Drew Grant, and this is Adam Collins, and I put the box too far up. Hi, guys. Um, really excited to come back here. We haven't done one of these in a while, which has been mostly my fault because I've just been so busy with this new job thing, but I'm really excited to be here tonight to talk to you guys. Uh, we are really excited to talk to you about, mm-hmm. I think, our favorite streaming service. I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but this it's is It's up there. It's, it's up, up there. there. When you oh, say yeah. this is criterion, what would you say? <laughs> it depends on my mood, but um, I think uh, s- like specialty streaming services are increasingly important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think I think uh, Shutter has led the charge. There was a little issue a while back. I can't remember if this is still a problem or not, where people were saying Shutter might get shut down because of the AMC like doing all those cuts. Mm-hmm. And if so, I mean, that would have, I remember having a real issue with that because I think Shutter, probably Criterion and Shutter are the two best services that I've seen. Like, at least in terms of lay, like interface and content available. Yeah. Um, offerings, uh, extra special bonus features, let's say. But um, I know you had two movies. I didn't have a chance to watch them, but I do want to hear about them um, that you found recently on, on this platform of ours. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I have no shortage of, of things that excite me on this platform. But uh, before I get into that, like yeah. what, what you were saying about it being under, um, you know, it, it's its future being a little uncertain. Um, that's that's just a reality. Like Shudder is part of, you know, a larger corporation. And currently I have it through my extended AMC plus subscription because, because I, I directly subscribed for shutter many, uh, for many years. And then, um, I was, um, given the option to upgrade to AMC plus. So I had access to a lot of AMC programming as well as, uh, movies that aren't on other streaming services and then shutter as well. And it was only like two more dollars a month. And I was like, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But part of me wonders, like, would I be helping Shutter more if I only paid for their service? Does that even make sense? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, you can also get it through Prime. Like, you can just order Shutter on Prime. Yeah, I, I've had Shutter through Prime. Well, I mean, my AMC Plus subscription is through Prime. Gotcha. But I think as long as you're driving traffic through Shutter, that's the most important thing. Um, and you've not. Hey, and have you heard of Screenbox, by the way? No. What's so, Screenbox? So Screenbox is actually pretty significant because it's Bloody Disgusting's original streaming service that they like. What? Yeah. So Bloody Disgusting like like spearheaded their own shutter essentially, and it doesn't have nearly the library yet. But mm-hmm. check it out because they have a lot of original programming, and I I'm very selective about how I use Screenbox, but Screenbox was the original streaming. Uh, exclusive distributor of Terrifier 2. Oh, you so love that movie. Well, I, I mean, I don't love it, but I, I, was, I was fascinated by it. And um, I think its success bodes well for the genre. But Well, you know what, you know what really bodes well, Adam? Don't want to interrupt, what? but when I go to the main screen, screen of it, what do I see? You see this? Yeah, the, 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 it's the it's the Japanese remake oh, that's Japanese. coming. Yeah, so wait, wait, there's two. There's Korean and Japanese one, right? Which one's this? This might be the Korean one. That one's already out. 
I mean, that's crazy. I've been looking for this forever. Okay. I've been looking for this yeah. this one, the Korean one, forever. Oh my fucking god! So Screenbox is pretty cool, and they do a lot of great documentaries. So the they got me lured in because they did a documentary um, called Pennywise: The Story of It, which is a documentary about the original It miniseries. It's mm-hmm. excellent. They interview a lot of the original actors, including bless his heart Tim Curry, oh, in the god. present day, talking about that movie, and and that was great. And they um, they just released um, a documentary about Robert Englund that got me to reactivate my subscription because i want to see that and they also did a documentary about the entire child's play franchise so what well, I, th- I think i've seen the one that's about that i think shutter ha- that was about um uh what is it called camp crystal lake that one about all this oh uh, uh, yeah that one kind of fluttered around between different streaming services but i've seen that nightmare halloween and friday all had like these epic documentaries made about them but yeah. shutter I just wanted to give Screenbox a little shout out because most people don't know about it. And um, it's only five bucks a month and you can turn it on and off as you use it. That's what I do That's I mean, with, with all my streaming services. You have not sold me harder. I did not need to be sold any harder than just like copping up that screen and having it be the one movie that I've been unable <laughs> to find across the entire multiverse. There you go. It's been the Japanese and or Korean version of Cube that I well, know Tom's seen one version I'm so excited about it. I don't know how uh, many uh, people you run into from Bloody Disgusting in your walks yeah. of life, but mm-hmm. they're one of my favorite outlets, and they're so hardcore about this streaming service, not as like the only option, but it's it's even like a deeper streaming service than Shudder. Shudder is mainstream by comparison. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean Shudder leads with a lot of their original content, and Screenbox leads with documentaries and cult movies. Well, that's what I ask. Yeah, like, so what is their, so what is their, is this a distribution model? Like, they just pick up things that have already been made? They're not making anything themselves? Well, Screenbox has a lot of stuff they pick up, like most streaming services. But the thing they're producing, from what I can tell the most, is the documentaries. And then they also have this new anthology series called Creepypasta, which, as the name would suggest, is just about creepypastas. It's just really hard on this. Yeah. So Screenbox, it's like a little, like, I, I don't mean this in a demeaning way. It's like Shudder Jr. It's it's okay. it's awesome. And people should check it out. But Shudder set the precedent. And right. I, I the thing I love about them now is they are the exclusive leader, in my opinion, of, like, picking up really cool stuff, especially international stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like, even when a movie's on there that I'm, like, this feels very derivative. Mm-hmm. If it's an indie that's derivative, I'm still like glad I watched it. You know, like I mean, I seen, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, even when it uh, it's like it's kind of like what they say about pizza, right? Like I wasn't the biggest fan, and, and God strike me down for saying this, but I wasn't the hugest fan of uh, a Wounded Fawn, uh, even though I love Josh. I Wooden still haven't seen that. I'm, yeah, I, but like, oh hey, Delia, hey, Delia, much love to you both. I, I, it's nothing because I didn't like. Thank you, Adelia. It's not because I didn't like the the movie or I thought it was poorly made. It just wasn't for me. Like it was very like Greek mythology. It was very abstract. It's almost like a uh, uh, like a gay, Galo. What are they called? Gallo films. Like one of those Giallo. Giallo films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it's very abstract and like strange. And like I think I would have loved it uh, as a teenager, but I just like couldn't get into it now. But like I love that it exists. I love yeah. that they, you know, picked up one of Travis's movies and like turned it into this thing, and Josh was in it. I just, I just love that exists. I'm never gonna hate on them trying stuff like that and like giving independent uh, directors a shot. Plus, like they've come up with some of the probably the best content that I've seen. Like you, like you're saying, internationally, they'll give you, you like an audience that you're not gonna see anywhere else. But they've produced some originals, like trying to like. Yes, yeah, stuff they've they've built from the ground up, and and they 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 do a very good job of acquiring and producing scripts. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know where this one fell in, but one that I remember you loved was Caveat, that Caveat was only was on Shutter forever. Yes, yeah. Caveat was made for like two hundred bucks, I believe. So something something crazy. Very impressive that. ingenuity in that film. A brilliant film. Uh, I believe they acquired that. Same with Color Out of Space, which was that, what was that company called? The, the just 
distribution company or the producing company that um, was that neon maybe was that no, the no, neon it's, no okay it's, maybe it is neon but like it, it's also that company that did mandy i believe like they, they pick up and distribute or they uh produce rlj neon. i think that's maybe yeah yeah so i rewatched mandy recently and uh still love it uh yeah. big fan that's streaming everywhere by the way you can watch it on tubi shutter prime whatever but that was the first place you could watch it. <laughs> yes. Anyway. It was a Shutter exclusive for the first like few months. Mm -hmm. And um, oh God, Shutter has also done some amazing documentaries. Um, did you ever see Horror Noir? Uh, no, about about crazy. about black horror, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like specifically. So, you know, just it's a really great deep dive documentary about, you know, uh, black representation in horror, you know, from the dawn of cinema and focusing on a lot of highlights um uh you know um what, like Gaja and Hess and Night of the Living Dead and stuff like that yeah I still have to see Gaja and Hess and this been one ones that's been on my list forever I mean there's a thing where when Shutter first came out I remember the thing that made me crazy about it, like love it and also just be like what is going on was how it tried to mimic turning on the tv like you'd be you turn on the app and like it would have a movie that was just playing at all times in the background yep. like something was always playing and then you can navigate away from it and go to different subsections i really like their interface like everything about it when it first mm -hmm. was like maybe the coolest and still to this day like way better than criteria in, in terms of like the interface of like how to navigate around there's like at least a search box function but they also did those things where it was like a collections like barbara crampton's favorite movie Kumail's favorite movies, like you know, it was like different actors and directors. Barbara Crampton's a big Shutter person. Like, she, not only has she done some of the originals, yeah. she's like she's always always out there on the front lines for Shutter. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the early ones. But like, I mean, look, Skinnerink again. Like, I'm not so great. Skinnerink, yes, we buried the lead for God's sake. That was a that was huge. And I believe, like, you know, there were some ones. There was the Dark and the Wicked, which I liked a lot. But what was that other one with the fucking the woman out in the middle of nowhere with her family. There was another one recently that was like incredible that I, maybe it was just, I wasn't just thinking of a, a caveat, but there has been some amazing things that I think Shutter's put out since the beginning that if, if they, they put out that one, um what's his name? The one movie uh, that he had never produced, um, the amusement park. Oh, George uh, Romero's Romero, the amusement yeah. park. Yeah. Yeah. The one that's just about, like, that he put out with in conjunction with, I think, the Mormon Church or maybe, like, the Church of Latter-day Saints. That it but he duped him into funding his movie, like, Ed Wood style, probably. No, yeah, but, like, it's, like, really... <laughs> I mean, it's, like, actually kind of crazy. Have you not seen the amusement park? It's. it's I have not yet. Uh, there's still a, it's, it's still a lot of Shudder for me to catch up on. Yeah, That's okay. the beauty of it. You can never watch all of Shudder. You can never watch all Shudder. I do need to tell you about the movie, The Amusement Park, George Romero's lost film that he made in conjunction with. I'm I know the premise, but but elaborate, yeah. please. Okay, so it's about, it's not really about anything. What it is is, uh, okay, so it's his documentary or commentary movie uh, mm -hmm. about getting like old and elder abuse. Um, it's just about how yeah. when you get older, people like treat you like shit and ignore you and you have all these physical issues and stuff and people just, just like look past you and it does so by like telling this kind of like it's not really a story so much as like a series of vignettes it's just very again kind of like wounded fawn like it's just kind of like this bizarre trippy mm -hmm. look into the mind of like someone with maybe dementia or something like that it's uh was made for thirty-seven thousand dollars, and it is horrifying it is one of the scariest most upsetting things i've ever seen because it's like living in the mind of somebody whose mind isn't all there and like just the way that people are cruel and like i don't know it's like it's so upsetting and disturbing and i was like they made this for the church they made this for a church and it never i don't think it ever came out mm -hmm. I, I it's it's amazing like um a lot of what i like about these specialty streaming outlets like shutter Screenbox, others mm -hmm. um is that a lot of things do find a second life and um, ideally, you know, like more and more of these will get physical releases because my biggest concern mm -hmm. is obviously, you know, we're seeing more and more things get pulled off of streaming services. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't even get to live with the, the Willow show for like six months before oh it went God. away. I am still devastated. 
I love and, that little show. And I would pay a hundred dollars for a Blu-ray set, flat out. I will just pay a hundred bucks minimum for a Blu-ray set. Just give it to me now, please, <laughs> so I can have it forever and I don't have to worry about it. What, um, if they, what if they did a thing? I've realized how far away my microphone is from me. What if they did a thing like they did a reverse Criterion where they uh, would actually go? It's not. Even that's going to become a thing, Drew. Yeah, so they I would know go, exactly where you're going with this. Right? So they would go and make physical media out of their streaming material. So like, you know, how Criterion was like yeah. just, and Netflix too. It was like a service that gave you CDs or like rented you Well, Netflix yeah. has released at least a few seasons of Stranger Things on physical media, but that's the Have exception. They? Yes. I don't think they released season 4, but I think yeah. 1 through 3 are available on Blu-ray. I wonder um, when they release season 4, they're going to release the fact that they like the 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 first version that had like the edited before they edited out like Will's birthday to not fall on the day of the uh, skating ring incident, like, or like the phone number thing where they just like made, they made changes to it after it debuted. And there's no way to like, catch we, them could, on it. we could do a whole episode on last summer of stranger things. Cause that was a mood. Yeah, that was a we were, we were like, like I think a lot of us are still reckoning with stranger things season four because the complete disregard <laughs> For episode length, was I mean, was yeah. kind of admirable. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we got something more cinematic this last year, let alone. I mean, maybe like in a long time. I really I loved mean, season four of Stranger Things. It snuck up on me how much I loved it because, like, yeah. I, I, like I like thought about it for a long time after. It was like, holy crap, they oh. finally like went some places I didn't expect. So. I think like what as soon as that Kate Hill song or the Kate Bush song, Kate Bush, yeah, yeah, running up that hill. As soon as that started playing, that was a Bohemian cover. Rhapsody moment for us was, as a society. Incredible. Yeah, like you just, I just felt like the hairs in the back of my neck stand up, and I was like, oh my mm -hmm. god, is this like a movie? And am I watching a movie on the TV? Like it just was this totally cinematic experience that I can only explain as like the opposite of I think it would be like the opposite of seeing the new Little Mermaid in theaters because I just watched a clip of that movie and it looks. So bad. It looks like it well, physically bad. Look, sure. look, your criticism is not unwarranted. I have, <clears throat> particularly me, I have a little bit of a, a, a blinder syndrome with that because I saw it with my daughter. Um, oh, okay. not and, that, and, and that experience is a little infectious. But I also couldn't give the movie a complete pass. So I mean, I'll, I'll leave it I, at that. <laughs> I have not seen it yet. I just was watching the Under the Sea sequence, and I was like, "What are they?" Yeah, well, all, so bad? all of these damn things, and not to get sidetracked, all of these damn Disney uh, remakes are um, not all of them, but most of them follow a certain trend. Um, mm -hmm. So this yeah. one does fall. In, but the thing I liked about this, it's not a Shutter movie, The Little Mermaid, but. <laughs> um, uh, Definitely better singing in this than like I know Beauty really? and the Beast is a low bar. Beauty and the Beast was rough for me. Oh, are you saying that saying from not from the original, you're saying from the most recent like from the new remake. I'm saying the singing in The Little Mermaid is much better than a lot of the Disney remakes I've seen. I mean so that, I there's a list that I gotta be honest, like watching that under the sea, I was like, come on, man. Like I love David Diggs. You guys know I love David Diggs. Yeah. Hard to listen to and hard. Not, to watch. I'm not talking about Under the Sea. I'm more talking about Ariel's songs. Hallie right. Bailey's a good singer, but but. Well, I was gonna say like Be Prepared, the, the new Lion King sung talk. Be Prepared, and I will never forgive it for that. I still, I'll be honest, I have not been able to work up the nerve to watch the 2019 Lion King because I just, God. I can't, I can't. Like, I get it, I get what they're doing, but I don't have any interest in seeing that. I mean, um, technically, it was that and cats that caused the pandemic. That, that was just <laughs> like that. They're both about big cats, and I guess technically they're all singing. Oh. Like, yeah. Drew, speaking of pandemic movies and Ooh. Shudder, let's Host. bring it back around. Host was the most amazing thing. Host is incredible. And if people haven't seen it, it's like you talk about found footage, uh, mm -hmm. you know, computer movies, whatever you want to call them. Like this one, like it takes Zoom. And it takes Zoom specifically like six months into the pandemic when we were so raw and we had no perspective yet. I think it was like three. I feel like it was so early on. It was it was released like it was made early in, but like wide. Okay. I didn't see it until like six months in. Like okay, roughly. Okay, that makes sense. It took yeah. me a while to like catch up with it. Um, yeah. But Host is so effective. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, Host is 
um, of a film that is basically presented as a Zoom conference between yeah. friends who are corresponding in the early days of the pandemic. And they're commiserating about a lot of the stuff we were talking about at the time. But they decide out of sheer boredom to hold a seance across Zoom. And they don't think, obviously, especially thinking like they're all over the world, it's not remotely like dangerous, not right? House, right? And then the things that start happening are so creepy and clever and awesome. And I love that movie. And it's less than 60 minutes. It's barely feature length. God, but I remember there's, awesome. a, there's a one there's a one jump scare in that movie that's got me so bad with the uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, with the what they call the pause screens or whatever they call like, yeah you put on a an away message or an away screen that was just oh like, were you yeah. yeah you put up like a background yeah I put up a background of yourself just like paying attention to something remember how that was a thing guys remember COVID but uh, that movie has one of the most effective scary oh by using the background thing you go back and watch host it'll it's scary and it also will put you back into that moment uh, early yeah. in the pandemic. It's well, I don't know if I want to be there. Actually, I would. That's that's fine with me. Early pandemic is fine. Um, what I want to say is uh, I do want to talk about, I think, I was about to say, there's three of my, I think there's like two or three more things on Shutter that have just been so extraordinary to me. They've been revelations, but I'm trying to think about like what they are at the moment. I'm trying to scroll through real fast to see what they are. I don't think I saw Mandy on there. Maybe the VHS ones. Because VHS ninety four, they, they saved VHS. Yeah, they did. VHS ninety four and ninety nine are one hundred percent. Honestly, definitely. probably the two best VHS movies. Yeah, ninety four and ninety nine are awesome. They're the especially the most recent one, or sorry, the, the second most recent one was that ninety nine or ninety nine was the one where they did Nickelodeon and stuff. Oh yeah, ninety four then. Ninety four was the best one. 94 so had the funeral home. Remember mm -hmm. that? Like yeah. the funeral. So guys, gals, mm -hmm. everybody, there's a, there's, there's a, a short in VHS 94 where it's a brilliant setup. It's a young, a young woman. She's working at a funeral home. It's like her summer job. She's just trying to make ends meet. And it's a wake where no one shows up and it's the night of a hurricane. Yeah. yeah hurricane. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you have the combination of this severe storm and no one showing up to this wake and this camera just, like, holding the shot for mm -hmm. 50. It's so good. Well, yeah, because, like, VHS is always a very clever conceit of, like, how do you play with found footage? But it never mm -hmm. really... I don't think the earlier versions, and I really love the people who made them, you know, it was Ty West, it was, you know, our dudes. Uh, yeah. You know, Bor uh, Moorhead and Benson. But, like, it was, it was hard for me to really love what they were originally beyond like, oh, okay, it's cool that this is an idea. Like they would do like, you know, we're wearing GoPros and doing horror movies. Like, you know, they, yeah. they form, these stories never were more than the sum of the form or like the medium that they were taking. Whereas I feel like 94 and to, and to a certain extent, 99 had some crazy baller like storytelling that just used like the mediums in such inventive ways. I, I was going to bring up, that's the one I want to bring up was the guy who did uh, one of the ones from 99 or the couple rather also did Deadstream. Deadstream oh, is a masterpiece. <laughs> Deadstream is an unequivocal masterpiece. And uh, it needs to be on physical media yesterday because it's only streaming and that's, that's upsetting to me. But I mean like that makes it, that almost like works for what Deadstream is, which is it's a Twitch stream, like a parody of like a Twitch stream. It's kind of like very Raimi-esque. Like it works in terms of the premise. I just mean in, I need it to be a permanent movie. That's that's oh, what yeah. I love it so much. I want a physical copy. I love I love them. And then the one they did for 94 was or sorry, 99 was also really great. I just really love that actress who reminds me of me, the one who like is who's in both uh 99 and um Deadstream. She's mm -hmm. like in the Deadstream movie, she's such like a weird little manic pixie monster. I love her <laughs> so much. Um, VHS two still the best. Oh. Tim Franco. Well, VHS two is great. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, the uh, what is it? The the um, Philippine or the Haven or uh, the safe ha safe Haven? I think is what it's called. It's it's the one um, uh, where um, uh, you basically. It's a it's a vice documentary where you go visit a cult and it gets Ooh. really off the rails really quick. Is that and, the movie Sacrament? Like with a uh, well, that's what the Sacrament. Well, the Sacrament's a Ty the Ty West movie. Yeah. So that's Jonestown through the 
through a modern lens where vice is the setup. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, I I love the sacrament. Did you see it? I forgot that Ty West directed that. It's really funny that I forgot that was Ty West. So Ty West, uh, just for a second here, Mm -hmm. house of the devil. Great. Innkeepers is one of my favorites of his because it's super new England and super ghost and spooky hotel shit. It's so much fun. Lena Dunham's uh, in it for a Yeah, definitely check out the innkeepers. Pat um, Healy, yeah. But the sacrament, yeah, Pat Healy. Pat Healy's like the star. <laughs> Better Call Saul's own Pat, and he has a. I love that, him in this. I love the innkeepers. Well, I really, like, really do. And he really works with like I'd say Ty works with the same group of people because he didn't do the Adam Wingard movie Year Next, but he is in it along with Joe mm-hmm. Joe Swanson, who was in the sacrament, and Ty Bowen, who was in the sacrament, and. Being uh, in House of the Devil and all those, but uh, he's kind of like I haven't seen any of them pop up in Pearl or XX yet, so maybe Maxine. Uh, yeah, well, Ty West is obviously on a huge upswing in terms of mainstream success, mm-hmm. but um, pre X, like if if anyone's still catching up with his stuff, like you, you can't go wrong. Like a triple feature: House mm-hmm. of the Devil, Innkeeper, Sacrament. God, Amy Steinbeck was in Sacrament. God, that movie is like crazy. I I love that movie. Yeah, Sacrament is so great because like everyone thinks they know the story of Jonestown, like the back of their hand. And first of all, there's some really thoughtful, respectful documentaries about Jonestown out there. If you want to dig into them, they're they're great. But the Sacrament, yeah, (laughs) the Sacrament, like takes Jonestown, the basic premise of Jonestown and it, and it, and it recontextualizes it in the 2010s and, and, and through a, a, a new, a documentary crew. Like a vice and, documentary crew. That's like, yeah. yeah, we're badass. Like, it's so funny. Like, what would it be like if we had that kind of access to Jonestown? Mm-hmm. Um, and and very good document, you know, they were their own documentary crew. They like filmed it. I once accidentally listened to about 40 minutes of that last, uh, supper that they had over there without realizing what the what I was listening to on like a podcast. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy. But um, so they documented all their stuff, but like not from an objective perspective and not from like no. the idea of like yeah the 2010s, like you said. So w- with the VHS movies specifically, like it's a franchise that like just kind of like they would they would keep going when they could, and then when it came back around to Shutter, and they were able to reboot it in earnest the thing i love about 94 and 99 is they get back to the roots of it in a really great way and as far as anthology horror is concerned i i think like these are two of the best in recent memory so if you guys haven't seen vhs 94 and 99 please treat yourselves in 94 or is it 99 i get them i get them mixed up but one of the um there's one that i think it's 94 where it's um it's basically about like the right wing manifesto oh, cult that's 94. in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, all and, it's all been about like a militia, like a right wing militia. Right. It's a right wing militia thing where they're recording themselves on that over the shoulder VHS camera. Mm-hmm. And they, without, I don't want to give it away, but like they, they have somebody in their, um, in their custody that they are exploiting. And it is, someone of significance and they they think there's what sorry go ahead go ahead no go ahead they think they're so smart and it's such a brilliant takedown yeah i mean like it's an ideology yeah because it's before not it's before 9 11 but it's not i think it's like the same year as what the mccain the the Texas, or the what's it called? The Oklahoma City bombing it's before the oklahoma city bombing but it's got that it's got a lot of that energy of of the early nineties domestic terrorism. It is. And what I like about that is it, in all four segments kind of tie back together to that final segment. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. I really like that this had like an overarching message. Like it really was saying something. It also had that Filipino, the director, I know he did another one of the VHSs, maybe something from VHS three, but he does, he did that crazy one about the robot cyborg in 94. Yeah. Um, it's, um, uh, Timo, uh, uh, Tijahanto, uh, I'm probably messing up the pronunciation. He's um, he's Indonesian. 
Indonesian. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah great. So he's he's directed um, a number of segments uh, for these VHS movies. And then um, if you haven't seen it, uh, The Night Comes for Us on yeah. Netflix is well, The Raid and The Raid Two are very popular action movies. And I, okay, I love... him? like he did the Raid. No, 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 no. Uh, Gareth um, Evans. Oh, did Edwards, the... right? Duh, right. Um, there's Gareth Evans did the raid. Gareth Edwards did Godzilla. Man, but, I it's so bad in Schmodown right now. My brain's oh, still the Gareth the Gareths are uh, notoriously a, a, a bitchy trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but um, the night comes for us is a Netflix film with um, uh, Iko Uwais and uh, uh, Joe Taslam from the Raid movies, and it's directed by. Uh, 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 the director of Safe Haven, um, uh, uh, Timo Tijahanto. And it's an amazing martial arts epic. It's insanely violent. But if you love The Raid and The Raid 2 and you are jonesing for The Raid 3, which may or may not ever happen, uh, just watch The Night Comes for Us because it's like the spiritual Raid 3, Ooh. in my opinion. Okay. And it, it's awesome. It's awesome. So... Check the comment out. about it being gory as fuck reminded me of another Shutter movie that I'm always obsessed with, which is One Cut Above the Dead. That was like that. One cut, oh, One Cut of the Dead. I still haven't seen it. I oh, hear God, that's that amazing, and that is that is something I'll catch up on soon because I have no yeah. excuse. I should have watched it already. I mean, there, I feel like there's so many movies and shows and stuff that we have now been introduced to through shutter i should have done like more research but my eyes have been killing me lately but like there have been so many things that like i wouldn't have seen or even heard of or been introduced to had it not been for like shutter right you know oh yeah like oh, yeah. It's, it's like we it's oh, god it's where i saw a lot of i'm trying to like look now i'm like what did we see early on from there i'm trying to think but like it's not where i saw a girl walks home alone at night but it is where I saw a bunch of these other ones. Oh, Mad God, I still really want to see, and that's on there now. But I think that was Netflix first. Oh, M Mad God, the Phil yeah. Tippett movie? Yeah. Amazing. The... Check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a stop motion movie he made basically over 20 years. But it is, remember all those tool videos in the 90s? Yeah, they're scary. I don't like, I don't like stop motion at all. So Mad God is an hour like in 15 minute tool video. So just prepare yourself. Yeah. I've been, I've been avoiding it because of that very reason. <laughs> it's, it's so impressive though, as a work of animation and it should have by default been nominated for best animated feature because it was such an effort to make. I know that, that was Lon's argument so too. Like Lon was yeah. very mad. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, yeah. uh, I, mean, I agree with him. Yeah. Uh, that's also where I saw Terrified for the first time. And I know you're a big Terrifier fan, but like Terrified that are Again, you keep saying I'm a Terrifier fan. I have to I have to qualify that. I'm okay. not a fan, but I respect the hell out of those movies because they really go for it. Yeah. I just I'm not gonna throw on the Terrifier movies that often. I really am not. Okay, but, okay. I think we did a whole episode once on like no, we not a whole episode. We just talked about our favorite horror movies. Well, but like you put Terrified on there. <laughs> terrified. It, the Argent the Argentinian the Argentinian film. Oh no, is, sorry, I meant Terrifier. Terrifier two, all right. right? So so Terrified, just to mm -hmm. clarify, folks, Terrified mm -hmm. is an uh, film from Argentina. So that's on Shutter. It's a supernatural film, very, very well done. Oh, Watch it, it's good. scary. Terrifier is the one with Art the Clown who fillets people on camera elaborately. And scalps them and stuff. Um, and and those movies are interesting. Mm -hmm. And I respect how hard they go. But mm -hmm. terrified is more my speed. I, 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 I find it so so unnerving and creepy and supernatural. I love terrified. I'm trying to think. So, so there's two that you said that are out right now that you really want me to watch. I oh, yeah. Watch them. One of them is called Influencer. Mm -hmm. Um and like just by the title alone and the like the way the movie looked, I was like, how scary can this be? It kind of looks like Ingrid Goes West, but with uh, you know, maybe like a horror element or a thriller element. But you loved it, right? Like I I, I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. So if you haven't checked in on Shutter recently, in the past couple weeks, they've had a couple big releases, some things they acquired. Mm -hmm. And um a thriller they got recently was Influencer. And um, I'm not trying to oversell it, um, 
but I think it's worth watching uh, bare minimum for anyone who's a fan of horror or thrillers. Um, so Influencer is, as the name would suggest, about a social, well, social influencers. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the plot specifics because it's a very, uh, there's a lot of cool surprises in it. But what I will say is this is a movie that is made by someone who appreciates Hitchcock. And and it is someone it's, it's made, it's, it's a film about how we not only interact with social media, but also what goes into the monetization of being an influencer and then how, how that can be disrupted and manipulated to nefarious effects and, oh, and and it is brilliant. It 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 deals with AI as a horror construct. Okay. Which is really fascinating. And AI in the sense of internet and social media that we're currently talking about. Mm-hmm. Not 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 Terminator AI. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's um it's all set in Thailand, uh, mm. which is fun. Um so it's set in a very removed tropical type setting. Um and the film's star is uh, this really compelling actress named, uh, I, I don't know if I'll pronounce her name right, it's Cassandra N- Naud, N-A-U-D is her last name. Mm-hmm. And she is the film's protagonist and antagonist. And she is, she drives the whole movie. She's great. Oh. Um, so as someone who uses the internet out of necessity, Mm-hmm. Um, and believes in the way it can be used for good, but also is terrified of it <laughs> and is very wary of it. This movie spoke to me. Okay. And um, yeah, I dug it. And I think I think you and I would could do a whole episode on just this movie once you see it. I mean, I honestly feel like this is a whole article for our website about like the, the evils of monetization as a way to exploit the the creative class. So I'm into it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, What's the so, second one? So, um, uh, so the second one is a film. Um, it's a uh, it's a Mexican film, um, mm-hmm. and it's called. Uh, uh, forgive me if I get the pronunciation wrong, but it um, it's called Hiswara, the Bone Woman, and okay. Hiswara is spelled H U E. S E R A. And then it's colon the bone woman. And this film, Hiswara, it's basically, um, it is a, it is, it starts with the Rosemary's baby premise where, Mm -hmm. uh, a female protagonist is pregnant and things don't seem to be quite going according to plan. Things seem a little creepy She's seeing stuff after she gets pregnant. Um, but what I really like about this movie is the fact that it's it's got this uh, this um, character at the center of it who is pregnant. And we've seen this in horror countless times. It's done to death. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about this movie is we get that she's pregnant but she's seeing things in a way that are reminiscent of her memories mm-hmm. and also uh, having a, a tremendous impact on her relationship with her, her, um, her, her husband mm-hmm. and um, uh, someone from her past who's very important to her. And, awesome. and she has, she keeps looking out at night, and in a very it follows kind of way, in a very smile kind of way, she's seeing things out there that don't seem right. And the sound design is oh. so wonderfully gross because the movie's called The Bone Woman. And the sound effects of bone crunching throughout this movie. Oh my God. Uh, I feel Just like brace I brace yourself. I could not watch Evil Dead Rises. I watched that movie with my hands over like my eyes the entire film and still the sound design 
got me so upset that film that evil yeah the second evil dead that they just came out yeah. recently so if that's that kind of thing upsets me i'm sure this one will too um so so there's this recurring thing that i'll just prepare you for it's not a spoiler sure. okay. but they there's just this brilliant um conceit throughout the movie where uh the main character keeps cracking her knuckles and it gets worse oh so my God. it's just like no <laughs> it is it is emotional and it's a it's a great um it has a lot of really engaging uh queer themes to it as well oh, cool. um so it, i i can't recommend it enough like both of these movies i came out like pretty enthusiastic and I want to watch them both again with people I know because oh, I, love that feeling. I know I'm going to enjoy their reactions to those movies. And I also know I'm going to enjoy watching it again. And my rating will go up higher and higher every time I watch these. That, um, uh, yeah. I, I was just looking to see like which, which shutter movies are on right now. And I have to shout out the fact that like three of my friends have movies on shutters that I had no idea about. Like uh, there's one with uh, Duncan burning, uh, burning Birmingham who's a, a friend of mine, like, you know, oh, like wow. kind of friend, but like he just did a movie with Ryan Hansen uh, called mm -hmm. who invited them that came out last year. That's awesome. Like that's on, and uh, somebody from 13 reasons why it sounds like an amazing film. I just Googled shutter movie. So I'm just on the collider article. And then there's um, like, yeah, there's just, and there's a, there's an Anna camp movie out right now with um the guy. What's his name? From the, the dark. Guy. Yes. So that was amazing. I watched that movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I had mixed feelings, but the thing I liked about that movie mm -hmm. is it's well acted, it's well directed, it's so beautifully shot. The score is great. The problem is it is trying to be hereditary. I thought it sounds like a hereditary. It, it is. It is. Well, have you heard? Have you seen a dark song? Yeah, I, I love the dark song. That was not trying dark to be hereditary. No, 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 no. But Dark Song is its own thing. Yeah, But yeah. this movie is ripping off Dark Song more than it's ripping off Hereditary. Dark Song was crazy. That, that and Dark Song is very specific. Yeah, that's a very specific, almost like, is it or is it not supernatural film? Is it just about a, you know, like a weird folio do kind of situation? Well, this is a, they go into a house. She, she's lost a child. Seance oh, kind of a thing uh, from the dark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very similar premise to Dark Song, but like yeah, like just it's 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 worth watching, mm -hmm. but it's um it's a mixed bag. Well, I literally like Lennis Roach. He's the one from Mandy, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I fucked up the title. It's late. It's called From Black. From Black, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, from black. Uh, oh no, wait, this one that I'm looking at is called The Apology. So maybe that's another one. Like, oh, the apology is Anna Camp and Linus Roach, and this is Anna Gunn and Anna Camp. Oh, yeah, no, 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 Anna Gunn again. <laughs> okay, so Anna Gunn is in the apology. Anna Camp is yeah, in from Black. Simple. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Wait, the premise of the premise of the apology also kind of sounds like the premise of Hereditary, so I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> no, so the apology is uh, very much a story about. Um, like it's about Linus plays a character who comes back to his ex sister-in-law to talk about something from their past. And it's all about his self-actualization okay. and how it's her trauma. Okay. And it's a really, it's, it's, I think it's a pretty clever movie about um, putting these people in this isolated winter setting where okay. Anna Gunn, not Anna Camp, Sorry. What about she's from Breaking Bad? Yeah, Anna Gunn is is uh, Skyler. Anna mm -hmm. Camp is from True Blood and Pitch Perfect. Um, yes. Uh, but basically, this guy like shows up on Christmas Eve, more or less, and and just is like, "Hey, I really want to talk about these things." Yeah. And she's like, "I wouldn't sign up for this." And it's not a perfect movie. It gets a little, little predictable in like the the back, like like half of it. But it's got great acting. And I mean, if I'm probably gonna hate a Linus Roach movie. That guy's incredible. So yeah. Incredible. Speaking of Mandy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I brought up because I was like, it's the Mandy guy, right? It's that yeah. Guy. yeah. Um, but 
so now now I have to go back and think recontextualize this from black is the one with Anna Cannon. Yeah, and that's the one that's that's trying to be hereditary in a dark song. Oh, wow, weird. It seems like the two movies have very similar premises. Well, the apology's not supernatural. It's all it's all real oh. life like drama. Like right. and um and then uh from black is uh a demon thing. Okay. And, and and the thing the thing about I love a good demon movie, but my my whole issue with uh, demon movies jumping the shark is when the demon gets way too literal, mm-hmm. and the demon's walking around having conversations. And oh yeah, the that's where it's like has to be your manager. Yeah, and From Black has a little bit of that. Um, uh, there are other movies that I've. Uh, um, Slapface is another Shutter original that starts strong and gets goofy. I felt that way about The Empty Man. I know other people loved it. I I felt like that movie just got so fucking lost. The Empty Man's too long, but I really like the imagery in The Empty Man. And that scene in the forest with The Empty Man where the whole crowd stops. Yeah, that's really cool. That is one of the best scenes. Uh, I didn't know about this one either. There's something called Flux Gourmet with Gwendolyn Christie and Aja Butterfield. It looks fucking nuts. By okay. uh, Peter Strickland. That I have not seen. Yeah, it's uh, about wrapped around a story of power struggles and bureaucratic politics and intertwined with artistry and egos. It's set in an institute for culinary arts and performances. That seems so weird. <laughs> that sounds so good. Sounds like an anime. Yes. Yeah. I. So, I uh, you good? I, I just, I, I have no... Um, Honestly, I have an endless supply of things to say about Shudder, mm-hmm. but specifically, um, uh, like bringing up um, uh, Hiswara and um, Influencer just to reinforce those mm-hmm. because those are recent releases. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any sort of access to Shudder, um, these are movies that you can't see anywhere else. And I just think it's a shame because both of these movies would have been cool to see in a theater. I would have yeah. paid to see these in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the good thing about Skinnerink that I got to see it in theaters, but like, at least you get to see it yes. somewhere, right? You know, like at least it exists somewhere. I wish I could have seen Skinnerink in theaters. I couldn't get to a theater where I live. It was too far away at the time. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about watching it at home is I turned off all the lights and I was very immersed and yeah. Skinnerink is definitely not for everybody. I know plenty of people who are like, Nope. Not interested. Yeah, like they out. tried and they were they checked out. And it's, understandable. Like it's it's an experience. It's like really an experience. That and it is an experimental feature film. It really is. But I mm-hmm. dug it. I really oh, did. I loved it. I also forgot uh, the other one on Shutter that I like. I, I forgot of watching these on Shutter because I think about them as Prime movies. But I guess they were Prime through Shutter, but uh, or Shutter through Prime. But La Llorona, not the one from like the uh, yeah the, the Conjuring universe. It's set in Guatemala, right? Yep, that one. It was incredible. That was a really good solo burn. I still uh, need to watch that. It's about the last days of a dictator in Guatemala. And he's uh, a new nanny comes as is like, you know, protesters are storming the gates and he's holed up with his family. He was like, mm-hmm. some, you know, like horrible dictator. He's like on trial for war crimes and he's just in the last days of his life anyway. And this new nanny comes and starts to stir up like some trouble, some ghostly things. And uh, it's really good. <laughs> I will definitely watch that. Um, uh because I, 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 when that was announced, I was confused. I was like, wait, is this just a tie-in? No, it's completely different than Curse of La Llorona. Curse of La Llorona is very mediocre. Not great. Uh, that's the Conjuring tie-in movie. La mm-hmm. Llorona is on Shudder. It's the film that she just mentioned about you know, tying into like real-life events. Um, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it, but by all accounts, it's well worth it. And I know it got a physical release, I think even on Criterion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so wait, what did start? So it started on a show. That's funny. I yeah, um, Tigers Are Not Afraid. I did not see that, but I know that is on Shutter, which I'm really excited about. That's mm-hmm. like one of those really amazing ones. Um, yeah, that was that sounds amazing. I forget what country that's from, but it looks really good. And of course, the two oh. double hitters, Mandy and Colorado Space, same year, both similar aesthetic in a kind of way, but like both fucking nuts. Nick yeah. And if you want to see Brendan May- Brendan Meyer mm-hmm. in a great horror movie uh, where he plays Nick Cage's son, Color Out of Space. There you go. There you go. You don't need anything more than that. 
I'm like looking through. I'm like, is there anything else? Train to Busan. That was the Shutter. Like that was a Shutter yeah. film, right? Or is that Netflix? And then it moved to Shutter. Well, Train to Busan hopped around a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a great film too. And I'm trying to think. Oh, this is like it's funny. I was like, who wrote this article? It's Vinny Mancuso. Of course it is. Of course I'm looking at an article for Collider that's written by Vinny. <laughs> it's perfect. A plus. Whenever I, I need some like clutch information, Vinny will be there with all the movies I would like to see on Shutter. Good job. Um, so I want to go to something in the comments. Um, oh, uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, I wanted to get to Justin Hamilton's story real quick. I want to read this out loud, and then we're going to sign off for the day, I think. Um, and we'll definitely be back here talking about horror movies. Oh, yeah. Soon. This is not going to be the last time. But going back to the thing we said about the sacrament, Tim, uh, sorry, Tim... Franco said that his dad was uh, flying Air Force at the time and flown a cargo plane, and his crew was the crew that went to Jonestown to pick up and bring back the U.S. citizens. Uh, it just goes on. If you're reading the comments, just keep reading. It's, it's supposedly there's a haunted plane after that. There's bodies. This is like a whole horror movie happening in the in the comment section. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Um, love that Brittany Parker is also in here saying, uh, the first half of the apology was great. Um, <laughs> I could agree with that. Yeah. Um, so guys, I think we're gonna, we're gonna cut it off here. Cause I know we both have to go. I have to go watch some of these films now, I think. And we're going to be back. We really appreciate everyone tuning in. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is very impromptu mm, Yeah. and absolutely. we want to come yeah. back soon. Um, it's just, we're busy people. What can we say? We're busy people. <laughs> and East and West Coast. That's always challenging, too. God, tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, and we'll come back here probably on the Sunday night again. And that's, that's usually a good night. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. So have a good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.